Greetings, Dr. Nalen here, and uh, we have a special guest today for our next episode on Growing Together. Today, I am happy to have with us Evangelist Judith Randall. Uh, Evangelist Randall has several uh, major things that she does at the church, so Evangelist, why don't you share a little bit with our listening audience before we get into our text today uh, about what you do at the church. My first thing that I do is the next step. Mm -hmm. When new members come to hire new visitors, never been here before, you come in after the service, you come upstairs, and I'll explain to you what Highland does, the services that we have to offer, the different people who you would probably meet, and then Pastor Nayland and his wife comes up and they will meet you, introduce themselves to you. Yes. You can ask him questions, he'll answer your questions, and that will start your way if you decide you want to become here. One of the things about Next Step that I found uh, interesting, and of all the people we met, right before COVID-19 really hit us hard, we had a group upstairs, if you remember, and a group downstairs. Mm -hmm. The group downstairs were in the bookstore, and we were in the chapel, and the other one because some people couldn't make it up the stairs. Right. But I remember a few of them saying they have never gotten to meet the pastor on the first time. And Madeline was handling the crowd downstairs. I was upstairs. Then we joined together downstairs. So it was pretty good. And I mean, we sent out 18 letters, as I recall, roughly that week following uh, the last service we had. It was Baptism Sunday before we could no longer meet uh, and we had to go to online services only. So the next step is a critical component, and I want to thank you for what you do in uh, helping people connect to the church. That's the first step in the connection bridge to get connected to the church. Okay, what else? What's the next, uh, the other thing that you do? I work as an intercessor. I do prayer on the altar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we do Wednesday night prayer. Right. And then I'm now taking the aspiring ministry class. Right. Well, let's slow down on that prayer because that's the lifeblood of the church. Mm -hmm. A church that prays together stays together. A church that prays has power. Right. The early church, the New Testament church, the reason the New Testament church could accomplish so much was because of prayer. And I can tell you, Evangelist uh, Randall, that if you look at what we're going through with COVID-19, mm -hmm. I can assure you, I am praying every day. Well, I always prayed every day, right. but I am praying with more fervor than ever for God's miracle working power for the world and for our nation and for our church. And you do a great job leading that every Wednesday. And I remember when I first arrived 11 months ago, we had it on Mondays and Friday nights. We had a few people coming here and there, sometimes nobody, sometimes one or two. But we've been averaging, as I recall, about 20 people yes. consistently up to 30 people mm -hmm. praying once a week, which is amazing. And then we have the corporate prayer once a month on mm -hmm. third. Uh, Sundays at 9.30. So all of that comes together uh, to be, it's a very uh, important part of our ministry. So I want to thank you for leading us uh, in the prayer and praying at the altar with Evangelist Robin Smith, who's our lead for the altar ministry, yes. and you're just one of her team members. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's get to the word. Let's go to John 20, and we want to look at what happens after the resurrection. I'm always fascinated 
about what happens after the resurrection because many uh, people don't get that the church becomes stagnant. Um, it's very similar to what happens in our own lives. Mm -hmm. Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday is this huge day. And, and if we had been able to have services yesterday, we would have had uh, this weekend, we would have had a thousand plus, I am mm -hmm. sure of it. Um, but then those thousand plus don't normally stay. And, and so what happens after the resurrection? What do you think? People go back to what they were doing prior to. Mm -hmm. Easter is something, Resurrection Sunday is, they're excited. It's because of your word, what you know. Some people don't understand that Jesus didn't just rise and then, okay, we celebrate it and go our way. Right. But no, he rose and he yet still lives on and he lives in us. And it's a part that we're supposed to play. Right. We're supposed to stay active. We're supposed mm -hmm. to stay connected. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to pursue him and allow him to live in us and work in us. But some people who don't understand that, they come, they celebrate Easter, as they would say, Resurrection Sunday, and then they go back their way as if nothing ever happened. Exactly. And that, that part you said, stay connected, get connected to God, is that what he's, that's what he's looking for. So if you're listening at home, go to John, the 20th chapter, and we're going to look at a few passages here when they found the empty tomb and they ran there. So I'll start um, here when Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene mm -hmm. in verse 10. Then the disciples... Uh, went back to their homes. But Mary stood outside of the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over uh, to look into the tomb. In verse 12. So get this scene. The disciples went to see the empty tomb. And the setup here is John and Peter got there first. And then uh, when they didn't see Jesus was there, they went back to their homes. But Mary Magdalene stayed mm -hmm. by the tomb, which is mm -hmm. very interesting. So Mary Magdalene stood, and then she saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, and one at the head and the other at the foot. Then they asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and she saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Then in verse 15, he says, woman, he said, why are you crying? This is interesting now, mm -hmm. the resurrection. Mm -hmm. Why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you had carried him away, tell me where you have put him. So even Mary at that moment did what? She doubted. Right. She didn't know. She said, If you carried him away, where did you put him? And I will get him. Okay, let's stop right there. So let's let's unpack that a little bit. So the disciples, Peter and John, run down to the tomb. They see the cloth laying. The tomb is empty. The stone is rolled away. They go to their homes. They said, mm -hmm. okay, he's not here. Uh, they really didn't believe. Now, it does say, finally, the other disciple in verse 8, who reached the tomb first, this is 
uh, John, mm -hmm. how he talks in third person, also went inside, he saw, he believed. And they still did not understand from the scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. What do you think about that? That his disciples, Mary Magdalene, even though she stayed back at the tomb, she saw angels and she still didn't believe that he really did what he said he was do, what he would do. Because that they were in their human state. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the Holy Spirit. They didn't have all that at that time. So although he told him told them the word, it was hard for them to believe. That's even like today. Right. We teach the word, we tell the word, Jesus has the word written, but you don't believe it. It's just human nature. You just don't believe it. It's like you really need the Spirit of God to yes. understand all this. Yes. And so and it is interesting. I, I agree with you that they didn't have the fullness of the Spirit yet, right? right? The, the Holy Spirit had not been poured out mm -hmm. on them, which is one of the things that's going to come on the day of Pentecost, which means 50th. And that's going to happen, and they will receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. In fact, they will be baptized mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit. It's interesting, though, in this text uh, that you bring up the Holy Spirit, Jesus will breathe on them, we'll see later right. in this text. And, 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 and it's like a seal on them to say, in the meantime, before the pouring out of the Spirit, here, receive this power right now, this glimpse of what mm -hmm. you're going to get. All power is now coming upon you. Okay, so I agree with you, evangelists, that a lot of times in our lives, we don't uh, believe unless we see it. Right. And faith is not what we see. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and, and can we encourage our listeners right now? Believe God. Believe that he's able in the midst of this tragedy that's hitting our world, that's hitting our churches and our nation and our family members. One of my close friends, as I said Sunday, her father died. This is real. But all I can do is say encourage. My cousins, mm -hmm. her father died. Believe and trust that God has a plan. Okay, let's keep going then. So Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned towards him and cried out in um, Aramaic, Rabbana. Robani, which means teacher. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I am returning to my Father and your Father. Listen, up. he says, mm -hmm. I'm returning to my Father and, and your yes. Father. Don't you love that? Mm -hmm. That Jesus said, look, you're my brother, you're my sister. Right. And I, he said, don't touch me yet, because I'm, 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 you know, I have to I ascend. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't done that yet. And he says, go, he says, to my God and your God. I love that. I am returning to my father in, in, in verse uh, 12. Uh, I'm sorry, verse 17. I'm returning to my father and your father, mm -hmm. to my God and your God. That is amazing. That is. All right. So now, here it is, though. Mary, uh, in verse 18, she, Mary Magdalene, went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said those things to her. Now, what do you think the reaction of the disciples were in this case? You think they believed yet? 
No, and they probably thought she was half crazy because <laughs> demons was cast out of her. So yeah. they don't really know for sure if they can really trust her. This Mary, right? right. Yes, and yes. And so they were still on the unbelieving side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she was convinced. She was convinced because she heard the Lord's right. voice. And so she was convinced. Mm -hmm. And because he revealed himself to her, mm -hmm. it wasn't hard for her to believe. But she was seeking him. Yes. That's the whole thing right yes. there. You have to be seeking him. Well, she him. stayed at the tomb. Right. And that's important because right. she looked into the tomb and she saw the two angels. Mm -hmm. So by staying at the tomb, I like that. She was seeking him. Mm -hmm. and, and it says the other disciples looked in. John looked in and believed. But then he didn't understand it, the Bible says. And he went yeah. home. They went back to their homes. I, 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 you know, that just baffles me. That after the resurrection, they were stagnant such as they were. But we too get stagnant. Mm -hmm. I mean, in my humanness, I'm sure mm -hmm. I've been times when God had a plan for me, a design for me, and I just didn't do what he told me to do. I was stagnant I in, in my, and, and, and I've just seen the power of God, the awesomeness of God. Mm -hmm. And here it was, the signs there. And even though part of Mary believed in her human, I mean, mm -hmm. in her spirit, but in her human side, she said, oh, that's a gardener talking to me. Where did you, when Jesus mm -hmm. first approached her, where did you take his body? So she, she didn't said, believe. I'll go get him. Yeah, I'll go get him. What, what did you do with his body? Meaning he's still dead. Mm -hmm. They just thought some people stole Jesus' body, had stolen his body. So she didn't really believe either. And so, she, you know, she's in that, that thing. She's staying at the tomb. She's weeping as we would do for a loved one. Mm -hmm. She loved Jesus, and she's weeping over the tomb um, in the natural, in the flesh, like we all should do, and mm -hmm. mourn over our loved ones. But she didn't yet believe until he spoke to her, and then she knew it was Jesus. And that's why she said Rabbani, which mm -hmm. means a teacher. Okay, so... On the evening, so let's drop down to John 20 and 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. So if we stop right there, what does it say? Their doors were locked and they were afraid mm -hmm. of, the Jewish, of the Jewish people. But Jesus came in. Yes. He did not come through the door. <laughs> right. So he came in, so you would have to believe him. <laughs> if they don't believe that, right, we got believe. issues, right? <laughs> so somebody just appears through the doors, and mm -hmm. you, you, but wait, we're going to find out there's still one who was right there mm -hmm. who didn't believe. <laughs> He's like, I don't believe this, okay? So sometimes they say seeing is believing. Now we know that's not biblical, right? right. Because we walk by faith, and, and faith. By sight. And, and that means we don't see it. Mm -hmm. We believe it. Paul said it very clearly. He says, if you only believe what you see, what good is that? We, God is looking for us to stretch our, our faith. Let me tell you what we're doing. So I cannot take a station break and mm -hmm. promote my next series that's coming up starting this Sunday. I will be talking about growing in our faith, about unleashing our faith. Yeah. And I'm going to do a series of messages on faith in times like these. And so it's amazing uh, what God uh, shows us through our faith when we trust him and keep believing. Mm -hmm. And here the disciples had the opposite of faith, which is fear. Mm -hmm. Fear stagnates you. They're behind locked 
doors mm -hmm. because they're afraid. But I submit to you, many Christians are behind locked doors right now. Now, we need to stay home. Right. Don't get it messed right. up. We, we need to stay home and stay safe. We, we're not violating that. But I'm talking about spiritually. Mm -hmm. And when we don't have to physically be behind locked doors, uh, we are still behind locked doors, right. if you will. Spiritually. We're afraid of the world. We're afraid of what people might think of us. We're afraid of spreading the gospel. We're afraid of, of, of proclaiming Jesus and living our lives for him because we might lose friends or lose status in the world. Mm -hmm. But we, we got to move away from that, right. uh, evangelists. We have, to, we have to be the church. Mm -hmm. The church has to be the church. Not walk in fear. Be bold mm -hmm. about proclaiming the word of God. So what, what's your thoughts on that? I know, I'm sorry, that I got on a no, tangent there. That's fine, because right now we do need to be showing our faith. Mm -hmm. And also praying. I've been talking to different people, and mm -hmm. it was like, this is why we're saved. Mm -hmm. This is why we have the faith of God that we have right now. This coronavirus is causing fear for some people, but we should not be afraid. We should be praying and covering everybody. I'm covering everybody. And I'm encouraging my brothers and sisters and people who, they don't even have to come to Highland. Other people who have faith. Keep your faith, but pray for the other people that are around us. Because this is going to pass. But there's people waffling, people who are very fearful. When they look and they see us being the bold people who the Lord has called us to be, trusting God, speaking faith. It's like, I'm not afraid. I'm cautious. I'm not putting myself in harm's way intentionally, but I'm not afraid. Right. Because the word tells me not to be afraid, and I'm believing what I don't see. I know God has this. I know he has me. I know he has a plan for me. Yes. So that's why I'm not worried about it. God has a plan for me, and I'm looking forward to fulfilling the plan. Yes. And I figure as long as I'm willing to do it and he has the plan... This plan is going to work. Amen. And you said something. As you were speaking, the Lord just dropped in my spirit the light of the world mm -hmm. and the salt of the earth. Mm -hmm. You are the light of the world right. and the salt of the earth. And so now's the time for Christians to not be fearful in the midst of COVID-19. Don't get behind locked doors and stand up, meaning spiritually, mm -hmm. and say, no, and assure people that God is in control, that God is still real, and that he is still uh, in our presence. Right. He hasn't forsaken us like some have put on the internet, and, and he's, you know, he's, he's cursing us. And I don't believe God is cursing us. So I think God is in the midst of all of this, and he's going to see us through it. Mm -hmm. But he's gotten our attention, I'll tell you that. He's gotten my attention. He got he's our got attention. the world's attention. He has our attention. All right. So I'm looking at your time. So we're going to have to get close to wrapping this up. But here it is. Here it is. And he said this. He showed them after he said, peace, be still. So he mm -hmm. said, don't fear. He brought them peace. Be still. Okay, be with you. And then he said this. He showed him in verse 20 his hands. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, and again, Jesus said, peace be with you. So he said, peace be with you when he appeared. Mm -hmm. And he said, peace be with you again in verse 21. As the Father has sent me. Now, this is the thing. Yeah. Watch this. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. It's kind of like a commission right mm -hmm. here. He says, and with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. 
If you forgive any one of their sins and they're forgiven, if you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. So that was the apostolic mm -hmm. mantle he put on them. In other words, not that mankind has the ability to forgive one or not, but that they would be the ambassadors of mm -hmm. God and that they would be able to, to be that uh, connection to say, hey, uh, repent. Find Christ, mm -hmm. you know, not that me can save you, right. but saying that you can win many and you can lead many to be uh, forgiven. But he breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. But I love that part where he says, I am sent. Just as mm -hmm. I was sent, now I'm sending you. Talk to me about that. Christ came to his mission was to come to earth and to redeem us. Yes. So once we are redeemed, mm -hmm. he reconciled us back to the Father. Now it's our responsibility to go reconcile the others. We don't do the reconciling, but we do the bidding, and we introduce you to the Lord. He will save you. He will have the Holy Spirit fill you, and then you become one of his. And so we're making disciples. Later on down, he tells us to make disciples, and that's what our job is to do. Go out, spread the gospel, Talk to some of the people. Everybody's not going to listen, but the ones who, like he said, if you have a spirit, you're going to hear him. Yes. And so I will be able to talk to you what the Holy Spirit gives me to talk to you about. Eventually, you'll connect to Jesus yourself, and then he'll endow you with the spirit, and then the spirit will work through you as an individual, and you will go out. So that's doing the Father's bidding. Amen. So as we get close to wrapping this up, we are saying that, this text in John 20 shows us that Jesus is still trying to send the church. Mm -hmm. He still wants the church mm -hmm. to go out, not come to one service and then and that's it. Done. And we'll see you for Christmas uh, or Mother's Day. <laughs> but we want to see you all year long working for the Lord. Right. And that he doesn't want us to be behind close. So he doesn't, he wants us to keep seeking him. Of mm -hmm. course, they went home and they didn't really believe. One said he believed, John did. But if you read the text, they just, they went to their house. They mm -hmm. didn't really know. Mary herself didn't really believe, even though she stayed at the tomb. Mm -hmm. But he, here's the key things I think we, our listeners can take away is that we should not fear. Mm -mm. We don't need to be behind spiritually locked doors. We, we don't need to be behind locked doors. In other words, be witnesses of our faith. Uh, trust that God said he will do what he said mm -hmm. he would do. And then we need to recognize that we are sent by God. Right. And then he equips us. Mm -hmm. And that's the last one, and we'll close it there, because he breathed the Holy Spirit upon him. Right. He breathed. Now, this is not the fulfillment. This is not the full uh, promised Holy Spirit mm -hmm. coming on him. But Jesus knew that they needed something to keep them to that 50th right. day. So uh, the day of Pentecost, mm -hmm. when, the, when, the, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, then they would receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. They would be baptized and speak in other tongues, and, but they would have power to be yes. the witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the othermost parts of the earth. So I'm going to give you the last take. Uh, but before you go, I, I got to laugh about Thomas, our good friend, because it says uh, 24. Now, Thomas called Didymus, mm -hmm. one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said, unless, mm -hmm. now look at this, I see the nail marks in his hand and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side. 
I will not believe it. Isn't that amazing? And yes. we'll stop there. But Thomas wasn't there when he appeared mm -hmm. in the room, so we were messing around about that. But Thomas really wasn't in the room. However, I'm, I'm going to be honest, even if Thomas was in the room, I don't know if he would have believed. No, he, he was adamant. It was like, he was, when I heard that, it was like, okay, they told you they seen Jesus. You want to put your hand in, yeah. the, in the holes in his hand? Yeah. And touch in his side? Yeah. He was crucified. I wouldn't want to touch that. Yeah. You know, it's like, I would want to believe you just versus, believe. like, that's the ultimate proving. So you think he, he should have just believed the Lord and said, believe what the disciples said and just went with it, but he did not. Because that represents the people who won't believe immediately. Yes. There's some who's not going to believe right They need to see that sign. Them. They need to see that but sign. But right, God has to show them yes. something. But God is gracious. And we'll believe. see in this story that Jesus is still gracious mm -hmm. with Thomas. Because he told him, come put your... Come on, Thomas. Come on. Put you got to touch. Put your finger in my hand. You got to touch. This is my side. <laughs> so you can it's believe. Me. It's yeah. me. It's me. And so that's But wait. Okay, now I got to read this. I know we're closing. But okay. guess what he said? This is what he said. He said, then Jesus said to him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Mm -hmm. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Because that's ultimate faith. You take the last words. Thank you. Evangelist. So we need to have faith. And people, believe me, you got to trust God. We have to allow God to do what he needs to do through us. And the Holy Spirit is still real today. That is our power. That is our authority. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit is what's getting me through this coronavirus. I'm not afraid because I have the Spirit of God in me, and He is not allowing me to be afraid. I have the Word of God in me. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to be able to do God's work. We cannot do the Lord's work. I say it all the time. You can't do spiritual work in a carnal or a fresh, fleshly mind. Amen. They don't agree. All right. Well, thank you, Evangelist. This has been great. I appreciate thank you joining you. us and sharing on this what happens after the resurrection. Well, we'll be back next week and we'll continue to unpack this thing, growing with Jesus. What do we do now? We want to thank you all for tuning in and remind you uh, to tune in every week at uh, www.hcclive.com. You can catch our services live on Sundays at 10 a.m. if you want to give and continue contribute to the church. We appreciate that. Continue to do so. Go to our website. God bless you. And until we meet again, remember, we are building community and changing, changing lives. lives.